Find this podcast and others like it at the number one new media network, Podshow.com. Better, Better, faster, faster, stronger. stronger. And now with new minty fresh scent. The Bible Study Podcast, Episode 12, James Chapter 2, Faith. The book of James in chapter 2 has this well-known section on faith. It's from verse 14 through verse 26. What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, Go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by what I do. You believe there is one God. Good! Even the demons believe that, and shudder. You foolish man, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our ancestor Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is justified by what he does, and not by faith alone. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Martin Luther had some real problems with the book of James because he called it a gospel of straw. He thought that it emphasized a salvation by works. But I think that's a little unfair because what James is saying we know to be true which is, it's easy to say you have faith, and yet our actions more clearly demonstrate what it is that we believe. If you ask most Christians, and possibly even most people, what you need to do to be a Christian, they would probably tell you you need to believe in Jesus, or believe that Jesus is the Son of God, or something along those lines. And by that definition, which would not be the definition that I would share, as James points out, even the devil and his demons would be Christians. Now, we don't believe that that is true. So there's something that's different about this belief, because they believe it. In fact, they know it. They have stood in the presence of God, and so they believe in the presence of God, and they believe in Jesus. They fear him, it says here in James. They believe and they tremble. And so really what James does is he differentiates between belief and faith. And faith has this aspect of trust If you really believe that Jesus is the Son of God, if you really believe that Jesus is Lord, if you really believe that Jesus is Savior, then how would you act? How would you respond? What does it mean to live in a relationship of trust on that? What does it mean to live in a relationship of faith? It's not simply head knowledge, as he points out. And I think the call of James here is a call that is still relevant, was relevant back then and is relevant now, It's a call for the faith of the church, the faith of Christians, to be meaningful, to be relevant, not to be useless. And the example that he gives here of 
What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Suppose a brother and sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, Go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? This is a call for the church to take action. This is a call for the church to put some action behind that that we're called to do. Um, It's a call for action, and I think a call for action is not inappropriate. It's not a call that says, you're not saved if you don't do something, but it is a call that says, if you are Christians, if you are God's people, God has some expectations for you. A couple different things brought this verse into perspective for me this week. Uh, one was I have a business meeting in Southern California, and so I'm called away from my normal Tuesday night volunteering at Juvenile Hall, and so I wasn't able to be there with these people that I believe that God cares about, and I believe that God cares that someone is there. Now, someone else was able to take my place, but it's something that has become, perhaps to my surprise, more important to me as I've done it. Uh, more important in seeing what it is that God desires in that place and seeing what it is that God desires for for the boys in that unit that I go to. And I think I've also been challenged this week in places where I know that I do see someone hungry or cold, as we've had a particular spat of cold weather, and I haven't acted. So I think this is also a verse this week that is convicting for me. It's something that says perhaps there's more that needs to be done. And James ends this section by talking about the faith of Abraham. And we'll talk about that story some other day. But Abraham wasn't just someone who believed in God. Abraham was someone who, when called by God to get up and leave his people, got up and left. When called by God to sacrifice, as James points out, the son that has been promised to him for so long and that he's waited for, the son of his old age, he gets up and goes and trusts that God will provide, that God will somehow intervene, but he is faithful. And so he uses Abraham as a call for us to be faithful also. I'd like to close this podcast with a song. It's a song that I wrote, and uh, this is a song that I'm performing. And it's a song about not just talking the gospel, but living it. Not just talking about the love of God, but showing it. And so here's the song, Show Them. Thanks so much for listening. She was a sad little girl from a bad part of town where her crime was up and hope was spiraling down and she needs the gospel but she'd prefer three meals a day how can she hear the good news when hunger is rumbling Father, she knows, is never here. You can tell her until you're weary. You can preach at it till you lose your voice. But some.
Someone has got to show her Someone has got to show God is love He was an angry boy From an angry home When he was 14 He left alone Hung with the gangs And he's doing time The love of Jesus Is not on his mind You can tell him the truth will Set him free, but tomorrow he'll still be up in jail, and no one will come, and no one will come, and no one will come and see. You can tell him until you're weary, you can preach at him till you lose your voice, but someone has got. Someone has got to show him Someone has got to show him That God is love When you put on the armor of God And the sandals of the gospel of peace Oh peace Then you got to stand and the brightest, served up daily by the sharpest minds in content delivery, Podshow and Limelight. Everyone wants to change the world. Capital Ministries is doing just that, one heart at a time by creating disciples of Jesus Christ among political leaders in the U.S. and foreign nations. For more than 25 years, founder Ralph Drawlinger has written Bible studies specifically for public servants. Study along with us and learn what the Bible says about capitalism, communism, abortion, same-sex marriage, and other contemporary issues. Subscribe and follow us at lifeaudio.com or search Capital Ministries on your favorite podcast platform. 